Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Nick, back with another PSO baseball podcast. You know, thanks for listening, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Give us a follow so you can listen to me. Chase, Caleb, talk about baseball, basketball, football. You know, we think we know what we're talking about. We're not, but thanks for giving us a listen and a follow at PSO Sports 1 on Twitter and Instagram, and then Pointless Sports Opinions everywhere else. Also, give the fellow boys of PSO, Luke, Chase, and Caleb, follows on Twitch. They're creating content. Caleb playing Call of Duty at twitch.tv forward slash PSO Caleb. Luke Baker at twitch.tv forward slash BAK3R. He's also on YouTube. Look him up. And then Chasey, Day, Chasey J just chatting at twitch.tv forward slash Chasey J. Uh, give those guys a follow, subscription. There's some there's some funny guys. I work with them here at PSO, so make some good content. But past that, guys, I'm rolling straight into baseball. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Uh, and we've got a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. Uh, first off is really what I'm thinking about is the All-Star Game. That is in about a month. We're still doing voting. Um, go on there. Go to Google. Vote for your favorite players. It's going to be a blast. You're going to see the likes of Tatis, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Shohei Otani. I mean, Max Muncy has been great this year. I'm just throwing out players. So go on there and vote to see who's going to make the All-Star team. I'm excited. I know you guys are too if you're following baseball. And then the next big thing that, you know, we're going to see along with the All-Star game is that home run derby, which is it's in Colorado. We're going to see some bombs this year. Uh, we have two confirmed contestants, Shohei Otani. He's going to be slugging out there. He's the first Japanese player to uh, participate in this, and he's always been saying, I wanted to be that guy, and he's that guy. So, Shohei Otani, I'm excited to see you. I'm excited anytime you play. 
And then the other guy, we're going to see Pete Alonzo. He's back to defend his title from 2019. We didn't have a, a home run derby last year. But he had the title in 2019. He's back to defend it. Um, his opponent in that final round was Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's not going to be there this year. He's going to focus on the monster season he's having. Um, and then maybe we're going to see some Fernando Tatis Jr. there. He's 50-50 apparently. I, I, the likes of um, Otani is going to be awesome. I don't know who else is going to be there. You know, I want to see another guy like, you know, Acuna Jr. out there <clears throat> slugging home runs. But, you know, maybe leave us a comment, say something who you want to see in the home run derby because that's always a fun time. So, And then just going into that, man, Shohei Otani. I just want to talk about the guy. Uh, he is currently on pace to be the MVP far and away. He is leading the league in home runs. He's got 23 on the year. And he's and this guy's pitching too, guys. You got to remember this. He is pitching, you know, he's got 10 starts this year. He's thrown 53 in a third innings. He's 3-1 and one with a 2.7 ERA. And he's got a uh, ERA plus, which is just an advanced metric to analyze pitching. The average is 100. He's at 169. He is... Better than most, everyone, and he's still one of the best hitters in the league. This is this is unheard of. This is unheard of. I don't. We we've been waiting for this guy to take this kind of next step, and we've been waiting and waiting. He got hurt with the Tommy John in nineteen or eighteen, so you know the pitching. We didn't know what was going to happen. He's always been a pretty good hitter. Because his first year, he hit 22 home runs and 367 plate appearances. He's got 23 through 276 right now, through almost 70 games. So, uh, we're finally seeing this two-way player come to come to fruition. We're seeing it for what it is, and this guy is no joke. Only 26 years old, so he's got a lot of career left in him. But he is showing that this can be done. Uh, he's hitting 269 on base of 355, slugging 640. His OPS is .996. That is elite. That is elite stuff. And he's just he's keeping the Angels afloat. Mike Trout's been out for a couple weeks now, and he's the reason the Angels are, I think, anywhere close to 500. I think they're 36 and 36 or something very close to that. And he is the sole reason at the moment. Not the sole reason, but he, yeah, 36 and 37, and show his leading the way. He's the MVP far and away. So I'm, I'm just, I can't say enough about this guy. He's literally leading the baseball world in home runs with 23. I know a couple guys are tied with him, but he's got massive power, and his, and he can just pitch it too. He's got 73 strikeouts and 53 innings. That's also his elite. Uh, his strikeouts per nine, 12.3. That is insane. We're going to see this guy hopefully do even better as the year comes out, even better as the summer gets longer and his boy Mike Trout comes back because he is the ace on the staff and the best hitter in the lineup. And I just cannot fanboy enough over Shohei Otani. I think he's kind of going to lead the way for more dual uh, position players, pitchers, hitters. Because I don't know if they're going to be able to do what he's doing. But it works. And what an asset to have a guy who can 
start every fifth day and also hit every every other every day. So, yeah, just wanted to rave about Otani and tell you guys that I think he's probably going to be the MVP. We're going to see him in the All-Star Game in the Home Run Derby. I don't know about the playoffs because the Angels are nine games back of their division, and I think they're like six games back of a wild card. So they need some help. They need to make a trade. Six and a half of the wild card. They need Mike Trout back, and that offense is deadly. That's a scary offense. Uh, Otani, Trout, Rendon, Jared Walsh, Upton. I mean, we have some great players there, so they need pitching other than Shohei. But I'll move on from Shohei Otani. Um, You guys can watch him yourself. He's a highlight reel every day you see him, okay? Uh, The next thing I'll definitely move on to so, it is the 23rd today. The MLB has been working on a policy where you can no longer, as a pitcher, use foreign substances to put on the baseball and get a better grip. So, uh, a lot of these guys, you've probably seen it in the past, pine tar on their hands or something. Something on the ball so they can get a better grip. A little sticky, stickiness on it. Well, apparently... That's a huge deal to Rob Manfred and the folks there at MLB. So we have now seen something put in place where umpires are now, whenever they please, telling pitchers, give me your hat, give me your glove. I'm going to look at it and see if there's any foreign substance on it. Um, and that's what they're doing. If you get caught, I you're ejected. And you're also suspended for 10 days. You get paid. But you cannot be replaced on the roster. So you got a 26-man roster. Say you're a reliever who comes in. You get busted. You're immediately ejected. And your team for the next 10 days has to play with a 25-man roster. Say two of the idiots on the team. And back-to-back games, pitcher A gets busted one night. The next night, pitcher B gets busted. You're out two pitchers. For 10 and 9 days. So you are you have a 24-man roster for the next 9 days until pitcher A comes back. And it's just... I, I It's probably going to lock people down to not do it. Because can you imagine screwing your team over that badly if two of your guys get popped? One of your guys gets popped. You are the sole reason you're placed, your team's playing a guy down for 10 days. Um, so that is something the MLB decided to crack down on. The pitchers are dirty, and if they're getting the extra hand, I guess as a hitter, I'm like, that's crap. I don't want to deal with this. That's no fair. I know a lot of pitchers use the grip so they don't plunk dudes in the face, but a lot of it does assist the pitchers with throwing mean breaking balls and putting more spin on their pitches, which is making the ball harder to hit for players. So I think MLB is hoping just to level the playing field for everyone. And make offense more prevalent, which is what everyone wants to see. But you've gotten to see some good reactions already. Um, Max Scherzer pitched yesterday on the 22nd, and I think the umps checked him two or three times. And you could just see how pissed he was. And then the Nationals were facing the Phillies, and the Phillies manager, Joe Girardi, told the umpires to check Scherzer to throw him off his game. And Scherzer was heated. And it was a good exchange between Scherzer and Girardi. Girardi got ejected because he's a jerk-off. 
But Clayton Kershaw made a good point. He was saying that maybe managers should lose their challenge if they go talk to the umpires and appeal that the pitcher is using a foreign substance, and they're not because the the if the manager requests it, the umpire is going to go look, and that's a great way to throw a pitcher off his groove, man. So you're you know four innings in, you're coasting, you know, haven't let up a hit, and then all of a sudden you have to take a two minute break because. The manager says, I think that guy's cheating. Umpires go check on you. So it's a strategy that you're definitely going to be able to use because when a pitcher's dealing, you want to throw him off any way you can. So it's a savvy move, I guess, but it's kind of a dirtbag thing as well. So I hope they – MLB also makes a deterrent so uh, managers aren't just trying to throw pitchers off every day. But another funny thing was um, Sergio Romo for the Athletics – he was walking off the mound. Umpire says, let me check your stuff. Throws his hat on the ground. Throws his glove on the ground. Rips off his belt. Pulls down his pants. He's just pissed. And these poor umpires are just going to get the worst of it, even though they're just doing their job because they're dummy commissioners saying do this. So umpires, usually very easy to hate on. Feel bad for them at this point. But kind of weird they implemented it midseason. But I think that it'll help the game. I hope we don't see a lot of guys get drilled. But it's it'll be interesting to see the rest of the season, the next three, four months, and what this does and how it affects the league. So I don't know. Kind of funny. Next thing I'm just going to jump to, guys. I've just got a couple points that I've really written down that have surprised me or have been a really standout this year. Um... The New York Mets, man. they It's the New York Mets and Company. Actually, it's a lot. It's Jacob DeGrom and New York Mets and Company. Uh, Mr. DeGrom is doing something that's unprecedented. He's been hurt a couple times, but he's never missed the, more than a start. So just let me, let me read this for you guys. He's 33. He was a late bloomer. Um, through 12 starts, he's 7-2, 72 innings pitched. In 72 innings, he's allowed four earned runs, seven runs total. His ERA right now is .50. Like, what? What? I believe he's got more runs driven in offensively. I think he's got five than runs earned runs given up. Um, this guy is just insane and from another planet. He is he is one of the most dominant players in his profession. Like, you're going to say LeBron's up there and, you know, Ronaldo's up there and Lamar Jackson. I don't just freaks of nature, and he's one of them in his sport. 72 innings through four earned runs. And you know how I was saying ERA plus? That's, a, that's an, a, an analytic we use in baseball to measure... How good a pitcher is, the average is 100. His is 772. 700, I, I, I can't even speak. 14.6 strikeouts per nine. So that's just saying if he throws nine innings every time, he's throwing 14 and a half strikeouts. He's just otherworldly. He's doing something as well, along with Shohei, that we've never seen. We've never seen this sort of dominance. And we don't know if it's because he's using foreign substances or because the ball they use coming into the season is not a live ball. So in the 
couple past seasons they're saying the baseball's juiced. And this offseason coming into the season, they're saying we're not we're gonna deaden the ball a little bit. I don't know if that's why, but DeGrom's always shown he's got elite stuff. But this is another dimension. And I know DeGrom was quoted earlier this season saying, I wanna be a Hall of Famer, but he doesn't want to just be, you know, borderline Hall of Famer. He wants to be in the inner ring of Hall of Famers with like Sandy Koufax and Cy Young and Bob Gibson. He wants to be that good. Uh, as long as this dude can stay healthy and keep that arm afloat and, and good, I don't really question his ability. He's got to stay and pitch another 10 years, but I think he's definitely up for the task. Or if he can have another five seasons, uh, I don't think he'll be able to re- repeat this, but I'm wrong all the time. But if he can have another five seasons of being just elite and otherworldly from another dimension, he'll 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 do it. Because you saw Sandy Koufax go ten years, twelve years, and he was so good and dominant that he was a shoe in. So I want to see Degrom stay healthy first off, but I want to see this prolonged period of just domination. Um, but the Mets, they are uh, they're doing it. I I believed that the Mets were going to choke because the Mets always choke, but they're leading their division. They're 37 and 31. I think they played a lot less games than a lot of people because of COVID or rain, rainouts. But they're four games above, are they're four games in first over every team in that division except the Marlins. Atlanta's 35, 37. Philadelphia's 34 and 36. Washington's 34 and 36. And the Mets are outpacing them all. Marlins are 31, 41. Uh, but the Mets are currently the best team in that division. They have the best pitching staff, I believe. Just listen to this little run of numbers I'll give you. I think Marcus Stroman got hurt yesterday, but Marcus Stroman, he's got that ERA plus of 166. Taiwan Walker, ERA plus of 159. Uh, and then DeGrom was up there. That's a three-headed monster. They just lost Joey Lucchese for the year with Tommy John. So, I mean, they need some help in their rotation. But Tywan Walker's got a 2.42 ERA in 74 innings, and Stroman's got a 2.32 ERA in 85 innings. Uh, Just keeping the runs limited, letting these Mets get a chance to stay in every game they play in. And I think a lot of people were really doubting the Mets early. I know I was because Francisco Lindor, he got off to an awful start. He's still really trying to find... His place there, but I know he was hitting under 200. He's hitting 212 now, but I know he's been playing a lot better as of late. Um, And they've lost Jeff McDeal for a good amount of the season. He's only played 34 games. Conforto's played only 33. They just got McNeil back. Conforto's coming back here soon. I mean, they've had some injuries to kick their butts, but Alonso's been pretty good for him. Pretty much the stalwart in that offense, but no one else has been great. It's been really the pitching, it looks like, holding that team together. Because Edwin Diaz is having a nice bounce back year. The bullpen looks good. It looks like they're having a really good performance out of their pitching staff, and that's why they're 37-31. and 31. So I'm just surprised at the Mets for sticking with it. I'm not surprised at DeGrom. I'm just amazed more than anything. I just admire what he's doing because it's it's something I've never seen. 
and I think a lot of baseball fans haven't seen it. Just some guy who's so utterly dominant. It's just wild. So I want to keep watching him do his thing. We're we're seventy plus games into the season. He's got twelve starts. He's let up four earned runs. I just can't believe it. You just look at his numbers. It's it's video game esque, as people like to say. So we'll see what happens with the Mets as the season happens. They're probably gonna have to make a move for a bat or another pitching or a starter. So. We'll just move on to another team that just blew me away this year. And it's something I was vehemently denying as a good team. The new or the San Francisco Giants. Uh, they are the best team I, I in baseball. In baseball. They're leading the NL West. They're beating they they have three games above on the Dodgers and four and a half on the on the Padres. I don't know where it came from. They're 47 and 26. They are the best team in baseball. I know what's helping them. They're having huge years, bounce back years from, you know, three guys who have been doing it since they had that legendary run in the early mid 2010s. Buster Posey is back to, you know, what we've seen him be previously. Great MVP Posey. He has a 1.9 war, but he's he's hitting again. He's got a 408 on base, a 973 slugging, 12 home runs, 27 RBIs. He's just he's probably one of the best catchers in baseball again. He can hit, and we've always wanted him, not wanted him, but we've always known he's a great hitter. And he's back. He's back to being the the, the MVP guy. So it's just. A bounce back here from Posey. Brandon Belt's playing really well, too. Um, I'll just go by the OPS Plus. The OPS Plus, the league average is 100. And if you're above that, you're better than league average. Posey's 169. Brandon Belt, 144. Two guys bouncing back. Uh, Brandon Crawford, I guess he was MIA for a couple years offensively. He's got 16 home runs and 48 RBIs. OPS Plus of 146. Uh, Evan Longoria got hurt, but he was on fire before he got hurt. He was hitting 280. OPS plus a 147. I mean, they're just getting great performances from veterans who have known to do it. And they're not even getting the best from guys they were relying on, like uh, Mike Yastrzemski. Well, that was the only guy that you came into the season is like, oh, that guy was really good last year. And he's still playing really well. 128 OPS. Uh, getting great production from Steven Duggar. Duggar, one. 62 OPS plus. I'm just, I mean, it's amazing. And then their pitching staff has been, they've had it held down by Kevin Gosman, who has really figured it out. That guy has, in 14 starts and a little under 90, 90 innings, he's got 103 strikeouts, a 1.51 ERA. The Giants have been able to, make this guy a reclamation project and say, here you go, we fixed you. And he's fixed. He is one of the best players in baseball. Definitely one of the best pitchers, but it's just, what he's doing is, I think he got moved to the bullpen in the past couple of seasons with a different club, and they said, just throw fastballs, just throw fastballs. 
And that's what he's doing. And that's what he's found out how to just be dominant. He, he's really learned how to finally put it all together. And that's why he's 8-1 and one with a 1.5 on ERA. And uh, another guy who they've gotten really good use out of is Anthony Desclafani. He's 8-2 and two with a 2.77 ERA. Uh, eating innings, throwing, great ball. Every time he goes out there, the Giants have a chance to win. And then the bullpen's really good. So they're getting it done by dominant pitching, and they have a, a pretty damn good offense as well. And they're getting those veterans, their core that won them three World Series, they're coming back. So I guess it doesn't blow me away now that we're 70-plus games into the season. And they're still good. And I think a lot of it's got to do with the Posey-Belt-Crawford resurgence, but also having a shutdown guy like Gosman and then other pitchers who are really, really playing well behind him. So... I said that the Giants weren't for real probably a month in. Well, I'm eating my hat because they are for real. They're over the Dodgers and the Padres, and I would have said shut up if you would have told me. At the beginning of the season that the Giants would be the best team in baseball, um, almost 75 games in. So, But, you know, I don't know shit about anything. So if you listen to me, I appreciate it, but take it with a grain of salt. Going right along, ladies and gentlemen. I just another great player I want to talk about who has just set the world on fire, set Canada on fire is Vlad Guerrero Jr. This guy took a, took the next step this year. He leads the league. He's tied with Shohei with 23 bombs, 60 RBIs. He's got a league leading 87 hits coming into the day. Um, Unfortunately, the Blue Jays are struggling. They are in fourth place in their division. They're 36 and 35, so you got a lot of season left to figure it out. They're seven games back of the AL East and five and a half of a wild card. But this guy has done everything he could, and he's still killing it. Um, 3.8 war. He's got a 340 batting average with a 441 on base and a 668 slugging. I'm pretty sure anything over 500 is elite. Uh, his on base is, or his OPS, which is on base plus slugging percentage, is 1.109. So his 87 hits, he's had, what do we got? 37 go for extra bases. So a little under half his hits. So 37. Extra base hits to 50 singles. He just ripping the cover off the ball. He hits the ball harder than most. I definitely think he's going to battle Otani for an MVP, but he's not pitching. So that's going to hurt him a little bit. But, you know, OPS plus 201. He is, he is awesome. And he's only 22. Uh, and he's just kind of the guy that's showing us the youth movement in baseball that makes it exciting. The Guerrero Jr., the Tatis Jr., the Ronald Acuna's. I mean, lots of the Shohei Otani's. Lots of exciting products out there in the field. I mean, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is 
really good, and I'm glad he's putting it together. Because, I mean, he was a highly touted prospect. His dad is an, MV- or an MVP and a Hall of Famer, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and he looks like he's just taking up the family tradition, profession really well. Uh, I just wanted to talk about him. I, the- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Blue Jays have a couple great players on their hands, so... Whew. He's just hitting the shit out of the ball, and it's scary. If you watch him hit, man, he just whacks... Wax it. He hits it so hard. Harder than everyone. And it's... It's it's a good combination. So, very exciting to watch this 22-year-old come to his own as well. Because he, he hasn't struggled in the past, but... Again, I think he's just taking that another, another step to be like, yeah, I was good, but watch me be great. Watch me be an all-star. Watch me be an MVP. So, Blue Jays are, I think, up and coming. I think they just need another pitcher or two to really solidify the staff because they've got the Bo Bichettes, the Kevin Biggios, the Vlad Guerrero Juniors, and George Springer. So exciting times in Toronto, and I can't wait to watch more of Vlad Guerrero Jr. just absolutely raking. And then one more key player in the MLB that I want to talk about, number one prospect, Wander Franco for the Rays was called up yesterday, the 22nd. Uh, he had his first game played yesterday. He was two for four with a three-run home run and a double. I think he played third, but he was the number one prospect coming into the season. Uh, in the minors, over 177 at-bats in 2021, hitting an easy 315 with a 367 on base and a slugging percentage of 587. I think he's going to transition that really well to the major leagues. And I think the Rays really need his shot of um, a shot in the arm from this guy. They've lost seven in a row. They've seceded their lead in the AL East to the Red Sox, who I also said weren't going to be good this year, um, but they've proved me wrong. But a seven-game losing streak, you need something to kind of wake you up. So maybe Franco's going to be that wake-up slap that they need and kind of inject that energy that he should be able to provide. Top prospect, 20-year-old. So they did lose the game yesterday, but they're coming out again. I think we might see him going on a run. 
but they got Wander Franco. That's cool. With the youth movement, we like it. We love it. I want to see young guys come up and just absolutely rake and and just be full of fun and energy and life and bring maximum fun to the game because I love watching it and I'm sure most baseball fans love it but let's bring in the other people who aren't the biggest baseball fans and let's show them the guys who can just be electric and make it fun so Wander Franco hopefully you're able to inject some energy and break the Rays out of the losing streak so cool to see we knew it was coming this year but it's finally uh, finally upon us so MLB, we got 75 games. I think played 76 games for most teams. Standings are Red Sox first in the East. Tampa, a game and a half behind them. Yankees struggling, five and a half. Toronto, seven. And Baltimore is 23 and 50. Their season's lost. AL Central, White Sox winning that one, 43 and 30. Two games above the Indians, who are 40 and 31. Um, not really much to talk about. The Twins have been bad. We thought they were the team to beat in that division. Maybe they're 31 and 42. They're going to be sellers. Um, Detroit's tied with Minnesota in the bottom of that division. And then Kansas City, 33 and 38. Houston has kind of streaked to a, a one game lead in the AL West or on a nine game winning streak. They're 45 and 28. Oakland, 45 and 30, a game back. Seattle. 39 and 36, seven games back. The LA Angels, 36 and 27, nine games back. Texas, 26 and 47. Don't even really worry about it. I went over the East with you guys. Uh, the Central, I know Central, it's not a good division. Cubs, they're a 41 and 33. Milwaukee, 41 and 33. Cincinnati's 36 and 36, four games back. Cardinals 36, 37, four and a half games back. We'll talk about them in just a second. Uh, Pirates 26 and 45. The only team with a positive run differential are the Cubs. They're, they're plus 24. Every other team in that division is negative. Milwaukee minus two, Cincinnati minus 10. Cardinals minus 38, and then Pirates anyone. You don't even think about it. Then the NL West, San Francisco leading that one 47, 30, and 26. Um, Dodgers three games back. San Diego, four and a half. Colorado, 30 and 44 out of it. And then the Arizona Diamondbacks have just had a nightmare season. I think they've lost 11 in a row and 17 in a row. I think they've had two separate streaks of that bad. And they haven't won a game on the road in months. They, they're bad. They're historically bad. 21 and 54. They could be 50 and 112 at the end of the season. So... That's some tough stuff, everyone. Um, I saved a little bit of the Cardinals for last. I just wanted to kind of dive more deeply into the team. They are struggling. Their June record, 6-13, and 13, that's a 316 winning percentage. They have scored... 56 runs in 19 games in a year and let or month and let up 94. So if I can do quick math, that's a 38 negative 38 run differential. They've they've been they've been bad, and it's on every facet. Essentially, their defense has been okay, but they can't hit 
and they certainly can't pitch. Um, it's been a real struggle because this is the team I follow, and it's been hard, hard to watch. They're losing to any team with a 500, but they can't beat teams over 500. I did see that they were 17-1 against the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, the Brewers, not the Brewers, the Pirates, and one other bad team. But they can beat bad teams. They can't beat teams that are as good as them, which most teams are better than them. But on the season, 36-37, and 37, um, they're pretty much in the bottom third offensively on every category. OPS Plus... They're 11 out of 15 in the NL. I mean, the Diamondbacks are below Miami, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh. Slugging percentage, they're 10th out of 15th. On base, they're last, so they can't even they can't get on on base. They're 15th out of 15th in the NL. I think they're dead last in the major leagues. And then batting average, they're 13th out of 15th. Uh, their offense is just so so bad. And they're also not really drawing walks. They're just not getting 11 out of 15th. And when you can't get good hitting, you're going to rely on your pitching staff a lot. And that's pretty much been decimated by injury. I, I know that to start the season, they struggled in the rotation. And then they really figured it out. And they were going really well for a while. I think they were eight games over 500. I think they were 30 and 22. And they were pitching really well, and then the wheels came off. Jack Flaherty strained an oblique, and ever since then the Cardinals have really fallen out of like a semblance of a good team. They're bad. Um, Flaherty out. Miles Michaelis came back for a start. He's out. Um, Adam Wainwright's been the ace for this team, which I I don't know how that dude's thirty nine and still pitching really well. He is essentially their ace. So let's, let me go over the uh, pitching staff for you. Adam Wainwright, he's thrown the most innings and had the most starts, 14 starts. He's got a 5-5 and record with a 3.74 ERA. His ERA plus is right at 100. Oh, man. Carlos Martinez has been bad. 13 games started, a 6.62 ERA. I mean, he's Latin. I mean... Bad. John Gant started off really well, but the dude's letting so many dudes on base. Uh, in 61 innings, he's got 44 walks to 46 strikeouts. And he's pitching today and have, he had a clunker. The Cardinals are losing. They're going to get swept in a two-game series to the Detroit Tigers. The game's not over, but they're down 5-2 to two in the six. And Gant had five walks. Um, so he's he's bad. So, Johan Oviedo, rookie, he 4.62 ERA. He's got a, I mean, these guys just can't keep guys off base. Uh, whip, the whip here for Oviedo, 1.48. For Gant, 1.6. For Carlos Martinez, 1.3. These guys are just not able to keep guys off base. And obviously, you can tell with inflated ERAs, uh, Gant was able to really, at the start of the season, keep guys out or keep guys from scoring when he walked them, but it's caught up to him. And 
when you have, what, two-fifths of your rotation hurt, it's it's going to really, really be tough for you. I mean, Flaherty going out, they need that guy back. They need Miles Michaelis. Adam Wainwright and Kwong Young Kim have been the guys kind of holding it together, but Kim can't get really past five innings. He's one and five with a 3.6 ERA. He's letting a lot of guys on too, 1.3 whip. It's just... And they've really relied on their, their three guys in the bullpen, Genesis Cabrera, Giovanni Gallegos, and Alex Reyes, but they need to get there. They need to get to these guys. They need to, they need to, they need to have a guy go six innings without letting up more than a couple of runs and score some runs. But the offense is another story. But they DFA Ty Webb. He's not on the team anymore. But they just can't pitch. Their bullpen's bad. Ponce de Leon, 7.03 ERA in 17 games. In nine games for Junior Fernandez, a 6.57 ERA. Just guys can't keep people off base. This team, I think, leads the league in walks and hit-by-pitch batters. Um, their ERA, the whole team's ERA as a whole, 4.26, that's 10 out of 15. Let's see. I'm sure they they let up 332 runs since middle of the pack in the in the NL, but you know they've walked 319 batters. They can't keep guys off base. Um, 12 out of 15 in whips, so that's just walks, hits, innings pitch. So that's the people you let on base, and I'm pretty sure they're getting smacked around too. Their pitching staff, yeah, they're eight out of 15, but it's just. Letting too many guys on base, and they're not able to stop the bleeding when that does happen. So it's just, pitching has been bad, and then when we get into the offense, it's it's not good either. Uh, especially over the last month plus. I'll just go into some numbers pretty quickly with you. Molina got off to a great start. He hurt himself. And... Over the past probably month, he has been bad, and it's just and it's a lot of it's a lot of these guys who have been really really bad when it comes to their offensive productivity over the past month. So Molina's last thirty games, he's got a two twenty three batting average. I mean, his last fifteen games, he's seven for forty three. The season's definitely wearing on him. But it's like the other guys too. Nolan Arenado, he is not. He has not been the guy they need. He went MIA for at least a month. Probably he was on fire at the beginning of May, and then mid-May to now he's been missing in action. Dude's having a .267 batting average with a .315 on base and a slugging is .495. He and he he doesn't look comfortable when he's at the plate. He looks like he's. Guessing on a lot of pitches, and he doesn't. He just doesn't look comfortable. And that's a lot of these guys here. I just, I'm just, I'm gonna pull up. So Arnauto over the past 30 games, he's got a 2.12 average. He's 24 for 113. That's not. That's 
that, but it's a prolonged slump you're seeing out of guys. And Arenado is not the guy you want to see that out of. But he is, when he is not performing, along with the other supporting cast, when it's just Paul Goldschmidt who's been hitting the ball well. But Tommy Edmond, he's their leadoff guy. He's not a leadoff hitter. His on base for the year is 309. You don't want a guy, a 31% clip get on base. That's not what you want. But no one on this team gets on base. The uh, Dylan Carlson's got a 352 on base, but Tyler O'Neill a 320, Paul DeYoung a 263. I mean, Goldschmidt 319, Yadi 308. It's just not numbers you want to see. They, they, and I think I won over the numbers. They are bottom barrel team and on base percentage, and that's not what you need. But Tommy Edmonds struggling over this past 30 games. You don't have an outfielder. They've been hurt a lot too. You know, Tyler O'Neill's gone out. And he's been on fire lately. He's been pretty much their best hitter. Him and Goldschmidt have been kind of keeping the offense alive. Goldschmidt over his past 15 games, a 309 batting average. He's kind of been the guy holding it together. But he got off to a terrible start to start the year. Tyler O'Neill over his past 30 games, he's hitting 308 with a 360 on base and a 663 on 663 slugging. Uh, he's been a big reason that he hasn't actually mattered offensively wise because the whole team's been bad. He's been the only offense for the most part, but guys like Paul DeYoung and I mean the Paul DeYoung thing is baffling because he is bad. But Dylan Carlson's been bad over his past 30 games. 230 average, a 307 on base, and a 363 slugging. I mean, he's 26 for his last 113, and his last 15 is 11 for 54 with no home runs and one RBI, and four runs scored out of the two spot. That's bad. But it just, it, when, when the whole team is slumping offensively, you don't have the pitching staff to keep you afloat. So, it's when one's down, the other needs to pick it up, and that's not working, and that's why you're seeing this team be a game under 500, and currently losing to the Detroit Tigers, who are probably going to end up as one of the worst teams in the league. They're going to get swept in a two-game series, because their offense can't support a pitching staff that lets up three, four, five, six runs a game. And when this team gets down by four runs, three runs, it's it's kind of almost mentally, I think, they're defeated because they know that they can't come back offensively. And as a fan, it's frustrating because when you are down by three, you said, okay, well, they're probably not going to come back. And it's that's a product you've seen on the field for the Cardinals for since 2019. And that's... I think a lot of fans are now really realizing that their hitting coach, Jeff Albert, uh, he was brought into the in the 19th season, and what the Cardinals franchise wanted to do was put this dude's hitting method throughout the whole system. But I don't necessarily know how it's working in the minors, but I know here in the major leagues, since 2019 they've been, I think, a bottom third team in a lot of important offensive categories like home runs, doubles, slugging percentage, on-base, batting average. And this is 
the product that matters the most, your major leagues. And I don't know if the front office or the ownership group realizes that. I do know that as long as they're getting money, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. But Jeff Albert, I think if the team doesn't turn it around here, this is a definite of his last year. Because his hitting practices are not working for the major league hitters. I think he's ruined Paul DeYoung. Uh, I don't necessarily think Arnado likes the way that guy hits or teaches hitting. And like I said, since 2019, the, the offense has been a bottom third, I think, in the NL. So when something's not working like that, I don't know how long you're going to stick with this guy when your approach to hitting is is this weak, this poor. I'm, I don't know how many... I, this is something I could go on for hours. But the guys you're bringing up or have brought up over the past couple of years, I, I just don't think they're really... They're doing it. They don't have the pieces. This was a playoff team the past two years. And you bring in Nolan Arenado and you think that, wow, this should really help. This should put them over the edge. And they're sitting here in the end of June. We got a week, eight days left. And you're a sub-500 team, 36 and 37. You can't beat good teams. And, I mean, the pitching staff... It's really no fault of their own. They they kind of just have to throw dudes in there because I mean you're it for at a at a time two two three fifths of your rotation was hurt. Um two thirds currently, but your ace, Jack Flaherty, is gone. Um so I think I give Maddox a little bit of a little leeway. He's has the Cardinals that's the bread and butter is their pitching. But when your hitting is incapable of Putting up more than four runs a game, that that spells that spells it out for me at least that your pitching, your hitting coach is not is not the solution. He's a problem. Um, so I don't know why he's still there. I think personally, I've been calling for his head since last year, maybe 2019, because even in 2019 the offense was bad. It's a bad bad offense. But I think the further below 500 they get, the more eyes are going to be open and the more the front office and ownership should realize it's like, okay, something's wrong here. How do we fix the problem? Or maybe we see we finally see John Mozella fired or we see Mike Schilt and his staff fired. I don't know, but the other problem here is that the Cardinals could win six or eight games in a row starting tomorrow and be two games back of a playoff spot and right in the thick of things. But the other thing that I'm seeing is they were 30 and 22. They've gone 6 and 15. I want to say they're about to go 6 and 16 because in the middle of this podcast, they're playing down three runs to the Tigers. And I think they're going to lose. 
So they're going to be 6 and 16 after their high water high water mark of 8 games over 500 and they're going to be 5 or 5 and a half games back of the lead. So I think something drastic should probably be done but that's not the way of this ownership group usually. And I'll tell you what, I'm sick and tired of watching Mike Schultz post-game interview saying he fought his players fought his tails off. Uh, I just want him fired for that. He he's got to be held more accountable because I think he should expect more and not keep on coming at the reporters with this reporters with the guys fought their tails off. They took good at bats. They're not taking good at bats. They're not. They're not driving on runs. They're not being productive. Taking good at bats is producing runs, which is the name of the game in baseball. Whoever has more runs scored in the game, you win. And the Cardinals have not been doing that this year. They're too consistently putting up four runs a game or less. Three runs a game. And they're too consistently letting guys on base for the pitching staff and and not shutting guys down. And and Mike Schilt is saying that the team's not consistent. You know, we just can't get that consistency. Well, I can tell you that because I watch every single game. But you're you're I don't know if like you think people are buying into the you know guys are fighting hard. Well, they're fighting and they're clawing and they're and they're trying, but their their trying is not good enough. So at the end of the day, like if I keep on hitting my head into a wall and thinking my head's not going to hurt after I keep doing it, like but I keep doing it. What is wrong with me? So Cardinals and Mike Schilt, if you're gonna, I know the pitching staffs kind of not there, but if you're going to be putting the same offense out there, the same batting order out there, and they keep doing the same thing and not producing, not producing. The front office and the manager, isn't there something you should think of doing different? So I'm just kind of flabbergasted and at a loss for words because there are other options they could do. I mean, you have a minor league system for a reason. The other thing is uh, Matthew Libator, the the guy they got for Randy Arazareno. That guy should probably be in the big league getting a shot. I don't understand why the Cardinals... He's pitching for a USA Olympics team, but your MLB product should be more important than your minor league product or the U.S. team. Tell that guy to get up here. We need a starter. They just, they need the help, and they need all the help they can get. Um, so over the past, I don't know, five years, I've really, really been confused because I've been, I've been here as a fan for, I don't know, 17 years now. And this is just the most confusing stretch of managerial and ownership activity I've seen. I'm kind of defeated. I'm just kind of here to watch baseball now because it is fun and watch the rest of the league and at least know that even if the team I root for is not good and they're trending downwards, I can still watch a lot of fun players in baseball. So 
that's probably my final word. Keep watching baseball. It's a really fun sport to watch. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.